All right, good morning. It is March 14, 2021, and uh, we are about to have Sunday school. So I apologize, I won't be there for uh, the rest of the month due to uh, working on Sundays and Saturdays, so pretty much the weekend. But uh, luckily, I can do these podcasts with you guys, and so we can uh, keep in contact and keep uh, ready to go. Um, in terms of uh, the lessons. So uh, we're going to continue in the book of Daniel. Uh, we're specifically going to stay with um, Daniel uh, chapter 6. This is part 3 of the series. Um, a little bit of announcements and reminders. Um, all students have grad- who have graduated and are possibly working, as long as, I mean, if you're not in high school, you need to move down to the young adults class in the main church. Uh, it's led by Josh Gann. Um, I informed him that you guys will be moving down there, so if uh, please go ahead and go down if you're not already there. Um, so all students that fall into that category, um, if you want to assist with youth events or activities, you have to acquire permission from the youth leader, not Bonnie, not India, not Pastor Steve. You need to get permission from me. That also includes doing the Bible studies, services, missions, and trips. Uh, make sure you download the church app. Um, so please join the chat and uh, youth conversation. Um, camp is around the corner, so please, please, please continue to pay your balances. Um, please remind your parents to pay their balances because yeah, I don't want it to sneak up on us and then all of a sudden, you know, you're not going to have your payment for camp. Uh, please be cognizant of future services. What I mean by that is, you know, keep it in your mind. If you know any services or missions that might... Uh, that our youth group can do, you know, please let me know. Also, we have two possible service projects um, from people uh, in our church. Uh, one of them is actually a service project, but they are willing to pay for help um, to help out for uh, what is it, the um, the summer camp. So, also um, possible sporting events. I know um, Making Mayhem are playing again. You have Mercer baseball. Uh, making bacon, possibly a Braves game. It just depends, really, what the the whole uh, COVID product, uh, protocol is. So, so let's go ahead and pray, dear Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for coming together, Lord. I ask you to place your hand upon these youth, Lord. Please open their ears, open their hearts, and open their minds, Lord, so that they may receive your word. Lord God, I ask you to please speak through me uh, in the way that you want me to to spread your word successfully and preach the gospel. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. So we're going to go uh, recap of chapter 5, uh, since we are starting on chapter 6. So uh, first thing, uh, we should you should see a PowerPoint that's up on the board, um, titled Chapter 5 Recap. Um, yeah, so uh, first part, Nebuchadnezzar finally comes to accept and believe that God, the God of Daniel was the only one and true God. Uh, we talked about before, you know, the difference between acceptance and belief um can you have acceptance can you have belief can you have them at the same time all right what are what are the differences between acceptance and belief so if you need uh, who's ever running this if you need to uh pause and discuss with the class go ahead and do that um in daniel chapter uh five we see balthazar so balthazar remember is nebuchadnezzar's uh son so he ends up ruling uh, Babylon after his father. Uh, we see that in Daniel chapter 5, verses 7 through 8. Uh, please read the, uh, pause and read that. That uh, Balthasar did not learn the lessons of his father. 
He does not recognize God. He does not accept God as the one true God. So um, we realize that um, through Balthazar that the visions of Nebuchadnezzar uh, do come true. And um, so Daniel refuses the gifts of the king, but still offers to interpret the dream. So it was known to Balthazar that um, Daniel was able to interpret uh, his father's dreams and rather successfully. And we can actually see that in Daniel chapter 5, verse uh, 17. Um, so uh, number five is Balthazar was drunk with pride and by drinking wine from the goblets taken from Jerusalem. So I know I, I misspelled that right there, but the king uh, defiled the goblets. Well, how are the... Uh, Goblets defiled. Well, first off, they were stolen. They were stolen from Jerusalem. All right, it was in a sacred. Te- it was stolen from the, uh, the temple of Jerusalem. All right, so these are these are sacred go- uh, sacred goblets. All right, and uh, you know from what it says in the scripture that he was pretty much uh, partying with those goblets, drinking wine with them, getting drunk, giving them to women, and doing all sorts of crazy stuff with it. Um, but he also gives praise to false gods, the gods of silver, the gods of gold. All right, so we can see clearly that, that he doesn't recognize the God of Daniel. All right, he believes in uh, the pagan gods of uh, of Babylon. All right, it also says Balthazar was drunk with pride. All right, um, I'm sure we know uh, people in this world who are are drunk with pride and they're very foolhardy. And um, even it could be ourselves. You know, maybe we're good at something, um, a particular skill, and we like to let it be known that we're good at this skill. But um, it really just depends. But uh, but he was junk with pride, and, and God accepts that challenge and is going to sit there and take Belshazzar. And um, through uh, the fulfillment of the prophecy, he is going to be humbled uh, humbled very well. So Daniel is tasked with interpreting the writing on the wall. So um, God, while they're doing their uh, partying, uh, Belshazzar doing the partying with all the the concubines and everything like that, God writes uh, words on the wall. So Mene, Tekel, and Paris. I'm not sure if I'm saying that uh, correctly, but um, I'd like you to read the verses about that. But um, the main question I have for you is, what does the words Mene, Tekel, and Paris mean in your own interpretation according to the context of the story? So I want you to give me what it means to you, but kind of use the context clues of what's going on within the story. All right, kind of related to that. All right, because really we see that... um, the Babylonians, uh, specifically Belshazzar, is going to be knocked down a peg or two. Um, the Babylonians are conquered by the Persians, and um, we start that. Ha- I mean, wh- while they're actually partying and doing all this um, blaspheming before God, um, the um, Persians are literally at their gates, storming, uh, storming into Babylon. So uh, that's where we end up going into chapter six. All right. So uh, in Daniel chapter two, so according to the statue from King Nebuchadnezzar's dream, 
What material does the current rule of the Persians represent on the statue? So what you might want to do is uh, go back to Daniel chapter 2, or you can actually look in your notes and discuss what uh, material they actually are. Because remember, you had gold, silver, um, bronze, and like an, uh, an iron clay mix. All right, so discuss that. Discuss what, uh, why each material was placed the way it was on the statue. Why, uh, why was gold up top? Why was silver kind of in the middle? Why was it like that? So the current uh, Persian king at the time uh, who took over um, the Babylonian Empire was King Darius. He was actually uh, third in line of his Persian, I, I, I don't want to say family line or, or the, the hierarchy, he was part of that. Um, well, just like uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he did the same thing in terms of taking over. Um, he took the brightest, uh, the brightest minds of the Babylonians, and Daniel just happened to be taken into that. Um, the satraps and the, the scholars and everything like that uh, kind of said, "Hey, Daniel is is one of the guys." You know, he uh, he did all these interpretations, and, and apparently uh, Daniel's name uh, got out in terms of being a, a wise man. But much like before, the satraps tried to find fault with Daniel. Now remember, the satraps earlier uh, with Nebuchadnezzar were trying to uh, sabotage him. So you think of um, Daniel's three friends. Well, what happened? They ended up, because of the satraps, they ended up going into the furnace but was rescued by Jesus Christ. All right? So uh, we can take a look at that if you'd like to in chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. So the, the satraps and the scholars and all the advisors and the sorcerers and the witch people, you know, they're, they're not good people. They, they're trying to find fault. They're trying to get Daniel in trouble. And this is what leads to him to eventually uh, get tossed into uh, the lion's den. So um, if you read Daniel chapter 6, verse 8 through 9, um, do you believe that Daniel was purposely set up by the satraps and advisors? Was was he set up, or was it, uh, you know, was it just you know guilt by association? Why do you think he was set up? Why and how would one be able to set up such a, de- a decree? You need to read the verse. What decree was set up by King Darius because he listened to the satraps and advisors? What was that decree? Now. A, a little bit of a history uh, behind uh, the Persians. The Persian culture in general, the king was very much part of the religion. All right, so uh, Darius was actually seen as a reincarnation of the sun god and of the moon god. All right, so you know you, so you know you have a king that's pretty much considered to be a god king to his people. So um, they. Uh, made it uh, a decree where, well, this was advised by um, the satraps and the advisors to make a decree where you were not allowed to worship any other god besides the king for 30 days. Now, what's the problem with that? Well, so a decree is issued that anyone who prays to any god or human other than that king will be thrown to the lions. And you can actually see this in uh, chapter 6, Verses 7 through 9. So, like I said before, kings of Persia were considered to be gods. 
all right that weren't just the sun god and the moon god but but all other um or all other uh sky related deities well i think this right here um gives a really good example of what we need to uh do and what kind of example we need to follow during times uh we are faced with persecution all right um so in Daniel chapter 6, verses 10 through 11, we see that Daniel was put in a very tough situation. All right, so how, by reading that verse, how does Daniel's reaction to persecution give us an example of how we should react when we face our own troubles? And we see in this verse that Daniel doesn't rely on his wittiness, his smarts, the fact that he's a he's an advisor. He focuses on the one and only true God. He focuses on God getting him out of that situation. All right, because he know, he already knows. He heard the decrees like, first off, I ain't sitting here. I ain't going to be worshiping uh, some king who thinks he's God. I only worship the one true God. And uh, so he already knows he's going to end up in the lion's den, but he relies and trusts on God to get him through those things. Just like when we go through uh, trials and tribulations, we need to put all of our focus in God. So I don't know if, uh, within the, if you've noticed within these verses, it seemed really, uh, the advisors seem really excited to get Daniel in, in trouble. They seem to uh, take kind of a delight knowing that, you know, they may have not been able to get him uh, when Nebuchadnezzar was a king, but now they can uh, get a hold of him uh, with this new um, Persian king. So, I mean, you have to think those guys are a bunch of snitches. So, um, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 16, Daniel was sent into the lion's den. All right. But what was what is amazing is that God um, protected Daniel. He kept the mouths of the lions shut. So, when uh, King Darius came back the next morning and opened up the sealed den... There was there was Daniel. Daniel was speaking out to him. All right, he wasn't harmed. So we can see another great example of how through prayer God listens to His children. The key is that we must place all of our faith, and then some, uh, and then some to truly reap the rewards of God. Uh, I personally believe we don't really put all of our faith into it. We really don't pray uh, like we we should. And like I said, I mean, if we had this uh, faith the size of a mustard seed, we'd be doing, you know, we can move mountains. But we are such an unbelieving um, species that we're not able to uh, do those things. So um, I told you, uh, you need to read verses uh, 19 through 20. But uh, how does verse 24 uh, make you feel? Because we see that... uh, King Darius is impressed, and he actually he acknowledges that Daniel's God is almighty and powerful. Hence, I said acknowledges. He doesn't give outright, this is the one true God, but he acknowledges God is uh, is is mighty and powerful, and you know he he is uh, Daniel's God. That he actually does something. But how does verse twenty four make you feel? Because Darius executes the advisors, executes the women, executes the children. All right, so why is this allowed to occur? Is that fair that these uh, 
family members had to be cast pretty much into the fire uh, in terms of you know just the the evil that they conducted towards Daniel. I mean, they all they all they pretty much got sacrificed. Uh, I mean, it's almost like yeah, you have guilt by association. But does that make our God any less just? So, is our God the same God who allowed this to occur? Yes. Well, God is the same God then as He is now. He's never changing. And like I've always said before, you know, He is the number one most consistent thing our consistent thing in our lives. So, in light of this decree, the king makes another decree in which all people must show fear and reverence to the God of Daniel. Alright, so we see that in Daniel chapter 6, 25-28. Like I said, he uh, he accepts uh, he, to show fear and reverence to the God of Daniel. He acknowledges that he is there, but only one can, you know, we'd have to ask him if he truly believed that uh, God was the one and true God, because you're never actually uh, formally told uh, what the outcome of his uh, his kingship was, because after you have um, Darius, you ha- you end up moving into the reign of Cyrus. All right. So, really, you know, if you look at the book of Daniel in in, uh, in general, it's really a guide that you know, since we're in you know crazy times right now, that we really need to be referring to and how to deal with persecution, how to deal with trouble. Um, you know, we have the book of Daniel, we have the Bible, we need, we need to look back at those things because God uh, wrote everything down for us and we just need to take the time to read it. I mean, are you truly reading your Bible like you should be? Am I truly reading my Bible like we should be? You know, we act like this is the first time we've ever heard this, maybe it is, but if we just take the time, listen to God, open up his word, we can actually... We can actually uh, learn his word, but um, that also goes with you guys supporting each other, um, you know, holding each other accountable, reading your Bible together, coming to Bible study, uh, being a, a fellowship together. Um, so if you would like to hear this again, you're more than welcome to go back on uh, the podcast and you can actually uh, re-listen to this. Um, the final part, you'll see it on the PowerPoint. I do have a place for whoever's teaching the class. They can put their prayer requests and praise reports there. Um, I appreciate you guys coming out. Can't wait to eventually see you guys again. Um, this Sunday, there, remember, there is no Bible study because we have Road to Hope. I will talk to you later, and let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for today. I'll thank you for allowing us to come here. Lord, please place your hand upon these youth here, Lord, and help them throughout their day, their days, Lord. I know uh, we're, we're in a hard time, a struggling time, where your word seems to get lost in, in the mix of the hustle and bustle of the world, Lord, but we need to uh, have your word stand out, Lord. Let's be, let's be a group of believers, and let's promote your words of love. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, I appreciate you guys coming to listen to this podcast. I'm sorry if it was a little bit choppy. I'm kind of going off the cuff here a little bit with a few notes, but God bless you and love you guys.